Classic. 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 Welcome back to the Classic Wolf Podcast. We have a very special guest here today, all the way from Canada. Here he is, the one and only, the indigenous rapper himself, Jay Otis. Everyone, how's it going? Um, yeah, so I'm Jay Otis. I'm from Reserve 67. I'm the CEO and founder of C7 Records. I'm an independent artist as well. And... Um, yeah, I'm also the, the host of Indigenous Music Podcast, which is uh, releasing its first episode soon. So, uh, Jay Otis, man, uh, can you tell a little bit about yourself, about what to my listeners that are listening right now? Yeah, so like I said, like, I'm from, uh, I'm from a reserve called Fort Auden, right? Uh, First Nation, Reserve yeah. 67 from Canada. Um, so I'm Cree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I started, I guess I, like the way I could, uh, explain this is like, I started off music when I was very young, right? Um, I stayed sober most of my life. Um, did the, did the usual thing, you know what I mean? Did 12, you go fasting in the bush and yeah. all that. Growing up a ceremony and, uh, music was always around. And I, I started off really young, like drumming, like hand drumming and singing and then, Eventually, like as time as time progressed, right, and then times get hard, harder around your environment. Yeah. Like, I just started using me so as a way of like coping with trauma versus self medicating, like a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. And then I just basically came along to I guess this just what it came to be, and. Basically, who I am, I guess. You know, like what I what I make. It's just it's my life. How did you like? Who were your inspirations as a kid to become a become a artist? Um, growing up, I seen like Fifty Cent, Eminem, much music. You know, I mean, this is back in like two thousand four. Yeah. Um, I guess as time progressed, I always I I used to like listen to. Tupac all the time when I was a little kid. <laughs> no, yeah. And then, like, I cube, and then, um, I guess seeing those people as, like, role models, even Andre 3000, I was like, damn, like, growing up, I was like, this is something that I need to do. Um, oh, what was the question again? Uh, who were your, who were your uh, inspirations as a kid becoming a uh, indigenous artist? Yeah, so the inspirations that I, like, that it's the people that inspired me to become an artist and who I am today is, um, like Tupac, 50 Cent. Um, Tupac was a really giant influence on my on my wanting to become an artist because of his music and how he used to storytell about, like openly about his trauma, right? Yeah. And, and growing up on a reserve, there's trauma right, left, and center. Uh, there's a lot of pain in our communities, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so seeing that, like no one was talking about our trauma really, right? And so there's a lot of people hurting around me and growing up, I was seeing Tupac, like, basically advocating for his peers. I yeah. mean, like, Brenda's got a baby. And, like, 
talking about like still I rise and looking like just passing like like before there's like a certain stage of like Tupac where he's like he believes that his music could change the way that people thought in his community. Right. And that was my to this day still my biggest inspiration is like Pac because I wanted to be able to do what he did for our native communities, you know what I mean? Yeah. And be that voice where it's like, hey guys, you don't you don't need a gangbang, you don't need to sell drugs, you don't mm-hmm. you don't need like like you're not alone, you're not hurting alone, you don't need to kill each other, right? In order to feel like you you belong somewhere. Like, yeah. like that. Like just open your eyes and look around, man. These are all your people. And it's like that's kinda like like who really inspired me was Tupac himself. And then a lot of it was uh well just just um even Ice Cube. I'd look at Ice Cube and see what he's doing for his community. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that was my biggest inspiration about music. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should just the whole fucking interview was just like, fucking God. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, man. But uh, yeah, dude, like um, the inspiration is like, that you that you uh, and mostly admired was uh, Tupac, and I think that's very powerful as a hip hop artist because we have. I know there's other rappers out there; they always follow the greats, like Biggie, Tupac, um, was it uh, Eminem? You know, just like Kanye, just like their style. You can just see hear it in their voice when they when they listen when I listen to them. For me, like art, you know, for me it's like a painting, and that's my roots of being an artist but for you man it's just like it's a very powerful thing that you you um you use music to uh to block out all this mental uh, mental negative bullshit that we have in our heads and you just use it to get out of that and i think that's very that's very fucking inspirational for for me and to others that are listening so man like so when you got into music did you have any like uh, anybody that was in a family that was into music that um, that you followed too? Nah, it was like what really sparked my musical, like I guess, progress, right? Yeah. Um, well, like like it started off with me. Like I used to just sing all the time, like strum guitar, right? Yeah. Uh, start off singing or not singing, ceremony singing. Mm-hmm. My entire life, I was I was always needing to sing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, or ceremonies or whatever and learning all those songs for the ceremonies but started playing guitar right as life got on went on and on but we really what really impacted that um forward i guess was um in 2016 right mm. there's a there's a suicide epidemic in my community and um being from here Right, I needed to leave for for my education. You yeah. couldn't have me here, so I so I left one this one year, and um, I'm, I'm in high school. I'm in just trying hard, steady, focus. Yeah, and but every month it was like suicide, suicide, suicide. I'd call home like like once a month. It'd be just like oh, another person's dead. Another person said, oh, you remember your friend? Yeah, he's gone. You know what I mean? And um, and so in that in that moment. I went to a music store and I bought um, an audio interface and a microphone, right? And I plugged it in, boom, boom, 
I downloaded Audacity. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Yeah. I was like, I just want to record music. You know, I got to record something, get this off my chest or something, you know? And um, I used to freestyle a lot, practice freestyling a lot. And that was kind of the, the birth moment of the artist I am today. Yeah. So I made a, I made this one song called uh, The Reason. That was my way of telling my friends, like, hey, just don't kill yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, you're not alone. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You don't need to, you don't need to go through that. And I just posted on SoundCloud. I was like, yo, guys, just listen to this. I was like 16 at the time. And then that was, that was the real birth of um, my career. Yeah. And, and as time progressed, it was just something that I needed to do whenever something happened in life that I needed to make music. And if I didn't make music, um, like music was my main vice for trauma. Mm-hmm. Right? Music music and trauma go, go hand to hand. Yeah. Like when it comes to telling your story. So that's what really sparked it. And what really kept me being able to continue with it was how it connects everyone together and brings everyone together. Mm-hmm. Just based on the stuff that you talk about. Right? So, yeah. Yeah, because uh, like from what I understand, I always use the music too as an outlet and I always listen to everything and country music, uh, hip hop, um, old oldies stations and stuff like that to cope with my anxiety of my depression. And it just really helped me to understand, to get over it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't, and it happens to everybody's communities out there. Every reservation we have depression, we have suicides, domestic violence, and it's just going on everywhere, every reservation, I believe. Um, but the song that I was want to talk to you about was Life Goes On, because I think that is a very, very good song, man. And like it really reached me, and I always listen to that song now. It's my playlist. So I made that song in one of the, one of the hardest years of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, um, this is this is after like my grandma got killed. Yeah. Um, uh, I started hanging around with the wrong crowd, so to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and um, and I got into got into some some I guess things I shouldn't have, right? And and in the end, I needed a sacrifice. I had to make a sacrifice to get out of it. Yeah. Right just to leave everything behind. I needed to go, like, just, I just needed to go off the grid away from everyone. And, uh, and I ended up in Toronto at the time. Right. And, and uh, basically like, there's a certain thing that happens to, to, to a human being when you, when you have so much trauma, mm-hmm. there's like a flip that switches in the back of your head where you can no longer feel right. And you become very angry. And, um, I guess it's like survival mode, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and so like when you live with that for an X amount of years, you do some twisted stuff out of anger and spite. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but when you start snapping out of it, you, you really got to reflect on everything. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was, when I was in Toronto, 
I was being surrounded by people who who didn't want me to uh, walk down that path because they knew it was going to kill me if I continued. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this, um, she's like my second mom, right? She 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 took me in, and um, and I was like, she couldn't sleep. I was like tossing and turning. You know what I mean? You know, like how how it be when you like start leaving a very chaotic environment yeah. into a peaceful environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, go, you go nuts with it, right? And then, and that's, that's when I just sat up and I talked with her about like, um, like all the major issues that really messed me up in life. And from there, right, um, I started writing Life Goes On that very moment she said something to me you know, it's like life goes on like no matter what happens like but like she kept saying it like i was like oh shit so i started like sitting down and i was just searching for some some like i guess it's like looking at like different beats for sale right and then um i found i found the one that i used for life goes on i wrote to it and i was like this is the same time when I was like listening to Crazy by Tupac 24-7, right? Mm. It's like, that's like, I was like listening to that as a way to like, trying to like mellow out what I was feeling. And then I just started writing out like, like as if, as if I already healed from it, I started talking to like myself and like other people that are stuck in that survival state. Mm-hmm. And I started talking about the trauma and stuff. And it's like, you know, like and it just legit it just came out that way as a way to like try to empower people that are trying to transition out of that. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, like a healing song. <laughs> yeah. healing song. It was a healing song, you know? That's a, that's a story behind that song. Oh, man. A, yeah. Yeah, that song's like, when I first listened to it the other day, man, it's like, it reminded me when I was in anger management. It reminded me of that. And because I was a very, very um, angry kid. And uh, I was always like seeking attention and, you know, everybody to ask me if I was okay. But, you know, I always like held everything deep down inside of myself. And what brought me out of that was just a lot of prayer and to just, you know, to believe of a higher power or something like that. And it just, uh, when I heard that song, man, it's just like, man, this, this song is like reminding me when I was a kid and reminded me when I was like always like getting, like getting into fights and getting into like gang violence and stuff like that. But I wasn't in, I wouldn't say I wasn't in like, you know, gang or anything, but I wasn't like messing around with the wrong crowd. Like you're what you're saying, yeah. and I, I, I my thing very carefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's basically you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know you know when you listen to that song, man. And I think I will. I really, uh, I really recommend that song to anybody that's like going through something, and it really help you out, and it really make you think. So in the next song, man, that I really really like too was to find your freestyle find your freestyle was uh 
it is what it is. It's uh it's a freestyle. Yeah. I didn't write none of the lyrics. I just started making a beat and looped it, right? Mm. And I was like thinking to myself in the basement, I was like, hey, oh, I should start selling beats. Yeah. And then like I so I'm gonna record a hook, a hook tag, so people could write to that hook. Yeah. And then I started singing the song, right? And I just kept going. I kept going. And then I listened back to it. I'm like, this is pretty dope. So I, I stored it away for a little bit. And then um, I guess I started randomly uh, listening to to uh, Kid Cudi. So Kid Cudi, like, I started listening to his acoustic sound and the way his vocals are kind of layered up and stuff. And yeah. uh, this is right when I got my my uh, really, really uh, bad upgrade. Mm-hmm. I thought I was buying good equipment. I bought like the worst audio interface. That was even worse than the one that I already had. And like this really, um, this really like poor quality microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so I started putting those in and I wanted to test it out. And so I recorded uh, recorded that, that freestyle on, on the new setup. That wasn't really good. Yeah. That's a bad song. And especially when you're like when you're saying like it's just a freestyle, you didn't write anything down. It's like damn, that's a powerful song, man. To, to just like listen to it. And uh, the one song that you were telling me about was the you didn't write anything too. I want I want you to explain that to the the listeners. Is the one song that I always, that is fucking like a hit, man. In my mind, is uh, in my mind. Yeah, that was a freestyle too. But yeah, layered up. That's the, I mean that's like some uh, little wing shit like you just don't write anything down you just like just go in the booth and just hit it off. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Like a lot of my like almost every single song that I release, I can't write. Mm. My my brain's too fast for me to write it down. I'm very I'm a very slow writer. You know what I mean? And I even read slower. <laughs> like, oh but, yeah, so you're like but, one of those um, guys, huh? That's just like myself. I can't, my brain is too fast. Like it was, especially when I speak and I can't like, I can't say the words that I want to say, but it's in my mind that I can say it and it sounds perfect. But when I talk about it, like Paul speaking right now, it's just like my brain is too processing things too fast. It's like, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I can't, I I have trouble writing lyrics. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I normally do though is, is I just, press record, right? I take a deep breath. I listen to the beat. I hear the drum pattern, right? So I go in and, okay, okay. And then I start hearing the, the melodies and the harmony coming in. Mm-hmm. Then And then everything, right? And then I start moving with the beat and then I, I feel like I listen to the tone of it and how it makes me feel. Yeah. And then something inside of me just, just comes out. And it says the first word, and then it's the it's the melody that kind of dances with the beat, and that's how in my mind came out. Mm. And so, and and yeah, so like this is a, this is like at the peak. This is the this is the the turning point of my career. Mm. Was when I started releasing in my mind, right? It was when my career just started shooting upward. Yeah. upward. And uh, I remember making that song, man. I was like, just at first I was trying to write a song called gang related. Yeah. To that beat. Right. 
So I have this song. I was like, yeah, they hate the way that we talk, hating us, man, cost running up either way. The label says gang related, right? Yeah. I was going to use that whole rasp, like gang related. I had this whole section, right? And then it was going to be like this whole thing about like just, um, just, I guess, like police brutality. And then, but it turned around being like in my mind about, about a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, it, it was literally like that low harmony, you know what I mean? Like, and then I then I layered it up with the rasp after, mm-hmm. and after I layered it up, I listened to it. And I was like, "Yo, this is it." <laughs> like, I like how like, it first starts off. It's like that trumpet sound. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. we could do right now. And the yeah. song, <laughs> the song too, man. <laughs> and the song yeah. too, man. Like I was listening to it, and I forgot to tell you about it. Um, was me and this one. I'm not gonna say her name, but we were jamming out to this one song that you wrote. Are you? That's yours. It's uh, the way you move. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that going? Oh, dude. She loved it, man. She did. She was just like, who's this? And I was like, oh, man, it's the homie Jay Otis, man. She's like, dude, it's, it's fucking bad. And I was like, hell yeah. So she's just like, so we're just sitting there in my car. And uh, <laughs> and then she's like, hold on. She's like, turn it up. And I was like, yeah, all right. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. And it's just like, dun, 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 dun. and then she just like gets out of my car and starts dancing on the fucking ditch bank. I was like, oh yeah, what's going on here? Oh <laughs> yeah, like the way that you move. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's funny. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I made I made that twenty summer twenty twenty one. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was. Like my my buddy was getting me into like soca and dance hall right at the time, mm. so I was with all these different artists, right? And I was like, "Hey, yo, I found a dance hall beat that I really liked." Yeah, we like, sit out and stuff, and I was like, "Show you I like the way that you move." And I was like, and I like doing some references to Pokemon in there. Yeah, and like Pokemon, I want to give a peek at you. It's like it's like slick stuff, right? Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then my little cousin at the time was so funny too. Like he was a uh, like he never he never been with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. But but I wrote down the lyrics for him to sing it, and so it's just this really innocent guy, be like <laughs> talking about like all like show me your body, like we at your crib, you sing all these different things, yeah. right? And and it's so funny because he never he never been with anyone like that. So it's like, <laughs> We're just like all like laughing, like yeah, 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 good, good, hi, hi, bet. And then, um, and then I jumped in, and then I just came in with like the rasp, right? And uh, it was so funny because my homie came up with the concept. He was like, "You have Jay Otis, and you have Brother Jay." <laughs> you yeah. know? He's like, "He's like, those are gonna be your two alter egos." And I was like, and so, um, so I did that as like kind of a snippet of like. Um, one of the albums that we're going to be working on, which is legit like dance hall and like soca. And like, uh, we're going to be collabing with a bunch of artists from like the Caribbean and like Jamaica and all these different islands and, mm-hmm. and tribes in Africa. And we're going to make this really dope album, um, probably in like 20, 
23. Okay. But yeah, that's like the intro to like what we're going to be making. Mm. Can't wait to hear it. And yeah, that one, the girl that's listening, she's probably going to get mad too. Is like, you're going to tell you told that story? I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, dude, she was like, she was getting it too. I was like, damn, what is this song making you do? <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's like, very, I want to see like what's going to become in the future. Like, I can't wait for the albums to come out so I can jam out to them, put them on my playlist. But man, yeah. like, with you, like, how did you, like, with that one, the way she moved? You're talking about the the one. Was there any girl in particular to like that you came up with that song or for? Nah, it was just uh, it was it was just um, one of those just lyric splitting yeah. styles, and like just, it was just a vibe. I was I was grabbing a vibe mm. um, because because it was summertime. Everyone was partying all the time, right? Yeah. So it was like I was just being around that too. So I'm just like, okay. Shawty, I like the way that you move, and like, mm. and I'll 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 look at like the people around, right? And then if they start vibing heavy, and like, oh my god, this sounds so good. Started noticing that I was like, good, and I just kept going. And then me and my homies were sitting around the table, and then this is when the recording was happening. I was in my sister's kitchen, right? Yeah, I had my microphone set up, my set, stuff set up, right? Because I always travel with my studio, so it's like. We're sitting around the table. I was like, hey, yo, listen to this. And we just started freestyling around the table, right? And, like, my buddies were just, like, I guess, we were just all vibing. And uh, and then I started coming up with the hook. I, I was like, I mean, I like the way that you move. Like, I even forgot the lyrics, but, like, it was, it was, on point. <laughs> it was yeah. bad when you don't remember your own lyrics. But, like, I remember, I remember freestyling, and I was like, yeah, she ain't no funnel body. Yeah, you know, like my friends were across the table, like, what the hell are you doing, man? I was like, yo, press record. Da, da, da. I started spitting it out. And then I just kept kept riding the flow after I switched it up, right? Then mm-hmm. and then I just until like the hook played again and like we looked at each other, we were like, yeah, man, this is it. It's uh it's probably the funnest song I made. Oh man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like yeah, it's up there right now, man, because, yeah, I really, like I said, I really like that song. And uh, going back to the, like, the uh, music inspiration, like, was something like that of a music, type of music that you listen, that you're singing now, like, how did you get that voice, or were you always working at it, or were you mostly a singer, or mostly a rapper? I was, um, it's something that developed over time, man, mm-hmm. like, like to every every artist that's just starting out, you know what I mean? Like like you start off by mimicking, right? Mm. Even even when you're learning how to sing, when you're learning how to rap, it's the same thing. You're mimicking voices by by people you, you're inspired by. So first you'll start off with rapping your favorite songs along the side by side, word for word on the same time of your favorite rapper, right? Yeah. And then and then eventually you start making your own lyrics with their own with their cadence. So next thing you know, you're starting to spit, yeah, da 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 you know, and like, and then, but the more people you start listening to and being fully inspired by it, the more elements you add and add and add, and then there becomes a point where you have a wall, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm stuck in this constant weird loop of just making like this same, same old, same old, and then 
after a while you break out of that wall and then all the best elements that you took become one and all the things that don't work for you shut off right and then you you find your voice and like i said that's why i said like 2021 is the moment i found my voice mm. yeah it was in my mind i was like yeah so i had i had a total of like four voices at the end Damn. so i have uh i have the normal like the sweet talk right then i have like the um, the rasp which is kind of like i guess the the one that's more like i guess 2018 j you know what i mean yeah the, the j is like the rasp mm. there's a sweet voice and then there's the singing voice right the melodic okay i call it like um i call it like the love j right the the one that sings about love all the time <laughs> the love j yeah yeah the love j i guess right the, or the care bear no, <laughs> <laughs> and then um yeah then there's like the i guess the old school lyricists mm. or the pain i don't know there's like so many voices i use man and but, uh, voice actor yeah i have so many voices it sounds like i'm featuring all my own songs <laughs> <laughs> did you take like voice lessons too or no when you uh, sing it's just constant mimicking like, oh yeah Oh, yeah, I, I used to be able to shape my voice to sound like different people from my community. Mm. I used to do like make comedy skits where I used to just like mimic their voices. <laughs> do a lot of prank calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not really prank calls. Like uh I used to like pull this like one time I did this bad joke where um my uncle used to travel for work all the time, right? Yeah. So I started singing his favorite song on the drum with this exact voice that he uses, and his wife ran downstairs, like almost having like a heart attack, thinking he was home. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, I was just kidding." <laughs> I was like, "It's such a bad joke, you know." I'm sorry. Uh, man, that ventriloquist. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, that's kind of how I developed my my style. My voice became really unique after a while mm-hmm. because this five years of like constant rapping and practicing and like you find you find and develop like a really good friendship through voice after a while yeah and being being an audio engineer too like I mix and master songs now and I went to school for like vocal mixing specifically um I get to utilize all the textures I want to hear in my mixes and be able to manipulate my own voice to make all those elements fit where I need them to fit so like that was kind of how I came up with it. Though, was like constant, yeah. constant adaptation as as my style progressed to grow. So, what got into like uh, what school? How did you get into that? Or would you did you always want to be a sound engineer? It was it was something I needed to do. There's no there's no recording studio where I, where I lived, right? There's no audio engineer. No one knew nothing about this. So yeah, I need to teach myself every single step, and then. I just came across the opportunity where there was this program that I wanted to take. Yeah. And so I managed to get in. I got a scholarship to go attend to um, Algonquin Music Industry Arts. And and all the years, too, of like just self-training, self-teaching, right, it actually put me pretty ahead of a lot of my classmates. And uh, it allowed me, to, like, the moment I understood, like, the fundamentals of, like, actual music production and, like, what every tool did, it was, like, game over, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, since then, it was, like, yo. 
and yes, yeah, it was legit just like one of those things where it was, um, I guess like a nexus event. Yeah. Like it just happened. Just the opportunity just kept coming. So. Oh man. Like what the, the experience with you being in school, uh, were you always close to like your professors and everything? Were they really keeping you under their, their wing? Yeah. Yeah. They, they always, I always stay behind and talk about certain things and like, um, just talk about the business and like about how you present yourself in the industry and work ethic. And like, um, they taught me everything from the slime, like the snaky agreements that they try to give every artist being as record labels, the inside outs of how record labels actually work inside of them. Mm-hmm. And like provided me a, a bunch of contacts that are, like secret in the industry as well, like uh, to different like engineers or like major celebrities, right? And so I got the honor to even work with a few of those guys or just get input from them, which is really nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, that's cool. That's that that entire era of like me being in college for this opens opened a lot of doors, and each prof that I had really had a lot to offer knowledge wise. Some some taught me more about the work ethic. Some taught me about how to present yourself in, in the industry as a professional, right? How to make people respect you, not by using fear, but by being being able to back up what you know, knowledge-wise. Yeah. And, and like the like kind of like different type of etiquettes when you're presenting yourself. It's very it's very respect-based like industry. And the, and the crazy thing is, is no matter how genuine someone may seem in the industry, it's all what's on paper. Yeah. Like, you got to be really careful. There's a saying, like, they taught me this, right, in there. And this is, this is where, when one of the things clicked in my head. You know how, you know how the term sell your soul is around, right? Mm-hmm. In the music industry? Yeah. Right? People say, oh, he sold his soul, he sold his soul, right? There's a reason why they call that selling your soul when you sign to a major label. Um, like this is what I learned learned in school was there's something called a 360 clause, and and well, a major record label it gives a major advance, right? So what they do is they give the artist like let's say three million dollars, right? Like hey, I want to sign you. Here's three million dollars. But we keep 90, let's say 90, 92% of all the, the album sales, right? And everything, right? We keep all that money. And then with that 8% that we pay you from all your album sales, you have to pay back us dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, so yeah, so these labels, right? They, they, they lock in this artist and then what ends up happening is that they they encourage the artist to spend all that capital here's a million dollars we'll spend it we'll spend it right because that's debt that they owe the label so what they'll often do is buy themselves a house right buy themselves a car buy their family a house etc right and then what ends up happening is that well guess what you owe us all that money your album didn't sell as good right all the tours all the all the promotion all adds on to your million dollar debt so you owe us like $2 million now, right? And not only that, IRS is wanting 30% of what you made from your 8%, right? And then, so what's next? Oh, you got to get more debt. 
make another album. And if you don't, well, we'll repossess your house, your car, everything. And so what ends up happening is that they, all the artists that are signed and celebrities worldwide, right? They're, they're stuck trying to constantly grind and get out of their, of their deals. And it's, it's a really big show where it's like, there's probably only like seven major artists that are not locked into that label, right? Yeah. But like, there's artists that just, just got out of their, their record deals at the age of 85 and are starting to release new music at 85 and touring to make up for all that money they lost because they're stuck in 5% deals. Like, it was really bad back in the day. And so, those contracts, man, they're binding. <laughs> like, Damn, man. Like, I didn't know that about like the industry and stuff like that. No, and this is stuff that my teachers taught me. And then they taught me like copyright law. Did you know that like like they're telling me like, did you know you're supposed to be getting paid for this? Did you know that you're supposed to get paid for this? Did you know that you're entitled to this and that and this and that? And there's so much things about the business that no one knows, right? Like let's say an artist starting out gets this music played across like seven different radio stations, right? And then if he's not registered as an artist in the country that he's in underneath like a PRO, Performance Rights Organization, mm-hmm. all that money that he was supposed to get for all that radio play gets distributed as black box royalties. So like they basically just give away the money or the money that they're supposed to be getting to like random people. Yeah. As like bonuses for their employment. <laughs> Please. Damn. So, like, yeah, they taught me a lot, man. They really guided me and opened a lot of doors for me to really understand how I should approach my career. Mm. Yeah, because when I was in college, I went to, well, first I went to IA. Uh, that's the Indian Art School. And mm. I, I gave up on my ed- education at that lifetime of my period. And, uh, but and something to myself was like, no, I got to start pursuing my education so that's when i went to the art institute of phoenix because i wanted to be a a comic book artist and mm-hmm. uh it just didn't like uh it didn't work out for me because i was getting too much into my head of i wasn't good enough and i wasn't like as all these other artists in here but everybody i don't know it was just in my head that i wasn't good enough but everybody around me said i was and i had a lot of potential of doing it so that school didn't make it. So I went to like the art institute, not art institute, but um, GCU here. And the professor actually uh, pulled me aside and said, no, you're the hardest worker that I've seen in this school because you're the first one to show up and the last one to leave. And that shows a lot. That shows that you want it. That So he really put me under his wing and told me about like how to do things more uh, proficiently and professionally and how to present yourself if you were to come up with clients and stuff like that. I mean, it's really, it's I give a shout out to those professors, man, because like, to help out an uh, indigenous person like myself, um, they really want a person to succeed and so give them their knowledge. So with their with your story with uh, with your um, with your music and your professors over there, man, it's just like it really hit home. Like like we have that in common, like uh, that hard working ethic, that mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really funny because uh, what I even used to do. Mm-hmm. So I used to 
take the lectures and apply it the same day to my entire workflow. Yeah. But when they taught me about sync licensing and getting your music on radio and how to do that, right after class the next morning, we jumped in class. Oh, yeah, by the way, I got my music on radio. Thank you, man. What? He's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent it all that package, did a major press release, and yeah, I got on a few radio stations. <laughs> he was like, and every everyone in the class was like, what the hell are you doing here, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like all shocked. I'm just applying it right away. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I used to, I used to be that type of guy, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, that's the same thing with me because um, we had to do, like, a, a art project. And it was due in two weeks, but I did it the first day. I did it everything the first day because I was just, like, fucking, like, in my head, just grinding knowledge. And I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to be good and be better. But now I'm just, like, you know, with all this stuff that's going on, I was want, I wanted to go back to school and finish because I I only have one more year left, and so probably next year I'll probably go back to school and just get my degree. But I'm already ahead. I'm already ahead, and just I just want to get that degree so I can just show like, hey, I'm professional. But I don't have like from what I've learned, you don't have to have a degree to be professional. And I just want I don't know for myself. I just want it. I just want that degree to show people that you know, that that can just have like for myself. But I don't know. Like with you, did you get your degree in the in your um... music industry arts? Yeah. No, uh, I got one more semester left. Oh. But ended up because I got a big like a big contract, and I talked to my profs, and they're like, "If you're getting paid that much for your time, you're making more than what all these people are gonna do after they leave this program." He's like you'd be crazy if you don't go for it. So he told me, come back when your contracts are all, all done and you have more time. Come back, finish your last semester, we'll get you your thing. And um, and my window hasn't opened up yet because I keep getting more contracts. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. yeah. But no, he was, he was legit like, Jay, he sat me down, he's like, if you don't take this, you're crazy. He's like, like it was one of those those windows where it's like this this could make or break your career. This one decision. He's like, you better go for it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I listen. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like when mine, like when I, I did, I don't know if you saw every my covers of my podcast, all of them, my my art covers. Yeah. I've done those, and it's just like right now, I'm just like debating if I should go or should not, and I know. Like when my parents, I was like, they want to see me succeed and go to edu- go to school, get my degree, and uh, it's just for them. But for me, I'm just like still debating right now. But with you, but with you, man, like being a sound engineer, did you have like, would you work with like major like hip hop artists or major artists out there in general? Fairly, yeah. I worked with. Um... Well, I got to work with one of Justin Bieber's and uh, Tiger's engineers. Um, he actually just used to give me advice on my mixes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then he was also saying, like, hey, you should just go sign with a major label. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, are you, why are you doing this independent? You know what I mean? Um, but so I worked with that. But then I started reaching out to more more up-and-coming artists from major regions. Yeah. So, like, like, I'm working with some artists now that's in, like, California. 
right? Like IBJB, um, Crispy Lyrical, Isaiah Hart. And then I got, I'm working with some artists from Alabama, like India Rashad and Ink the Amp, which is a really crazy, like, he has just a really, really crazy delivery and like style of like delivering metaphors. Mm. Um, and then I'm working with um, Dirty Daps, also known as Trill Taylor, right? And uh, Snowy, or also known as um, Snowflake, uh, that are from the UK. And then I'm also working with, you know, I'm in like uh, Trinity, like some of y'all already know. You guys follow Indigenous Music Podcast as well. Yeah. Um, like Trinity is very, very talented. And he's like, he's pretty, he's pretty, pretty successful now, man. Like, he's on the same level, I would say, quality wise and style wise as Big Pun. Like, in general. Yeah, I saw his uh, his rap on uh, on um, I think it was on one of his his uh, on his Instagram, mm-hmm. and how he said uh, his rap was like, oh damn, it's like da 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 like shit bars. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like flow and cadence is like a mix between like big pun and tech nine. You know I mean, style wise. Mm-hmm. But no, I got I got to work with a few few people like that, man. Like a handful. And I'm always talking with more. One of the craziest things, too, is I was even able to talk with DMX before he died. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was talking with him for for a minute. And um, and he was like, yeah, working on this new mixtape or independent artist mixtape or something, right? And he's like, yo, let's put in work together. And then... um, but before anything could even happen or or not, he uh, he passed away. And that yeah. kind of like this same moment. So I was like talking with them before he like kind of like coming. Yeah. Damn. RP DMX. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man. Like to work with DMX, man. Like I almost got I almost to. worked with them, man. But that would have been like wow. Man, that would have been a wow moment in your life to work with a legend. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just honored. Like I talked to him a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> so to work with DM, like to almost work with someone like that, like uh, were you like really starstruck to uh, talk with them? No, no. I was, I was more like, well, yeah, at first, right? I was like, I was like, I was just like this here. I was like, what? You know, like, yeah, like yeah, like right. So, yo, 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 oh shit, yo, I was like, DMX. I was like showing my homies so all that. I was like, yo, yo. I think I think I might I might like succeed in something. I mean, like one of my idols like actually reached out. I was like, damn. That was pretty sick. Yeah, dude. I mean, for anybody, man, that's just like a expiring moment that for our young youth. Like we can do something, we can be working with the greats. We just have to keep moving to be uh, to be successful in life and to learn and to listen. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just about seeing your biggest goals and making it happen. Mm-hmm. Like you got to chase something, and you got to make sure that something is big. Mm-hmm. Like have, like never mind 
like imagine imagine if you just wanted to work for a comic book company right doing art yeah but like your dream saying i'm gonna establish an extremely successful like comic book company where we're gonna make our own manga and then uh produce our own anime series by uh, 10 years time i'm gonna make this it's gonna be like underneath my name and i'm gonna hire a bunch of people and we're gonna work hard at it like like have a dream something so big like that and then making it come to fruition yeah. you're always chasing that and then the moment you get there you just keep making a bigger bigger goal but if you don't have no dream that you're chasing and you're like when you when people ask you what are you going to do with your life uh-huh. well where are you going to be in 10 years time same spot where you're stuck at right uh-huh. like you end up in that cycle of like just i don't know i don't care i mean like just chill at home play games smoke weed you know what i mean like if you're in that mindset it's like time's very limited you know what i mean yeah, there's so much there's so much hours in the day that to do stuff and if someone doesn't have that mindset and that passion to do something, I mean it's it's kinda hard. It's hard actually. Yeah, like life is gonna feel hard. So like for those that don't know what they wanna do, man, think about it. Create a wildest dream. Where do you wanna see yourself in like ten years? Work hard to get there, you know what I mean? Or even if it takes you twenty years, at least you're getting there. Like uh um, you just need something to fight for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Like, even time's not even a given. Like, in my community, we buried uh, one of our students, 12-year-old. And that was the hardest, one of the hardest things we needed to do here in a long time. Mm. When you think, when you see it like that, man, time's very not a given. Like, tomorrow's not, not guaranteed for anyone. Yeah. Is a humble reminder that hey, like, you could go any day. <laughs> so like, live, live your life, um, live your life, so that if you die tomorrow, you will look back and say, "Yeah, I'm proud of my life." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I always have this thing in my head, like um, if I was to die, and I was to see who they say in the Bible, Saint Peter, or God up in heaven, or and he's like, oh, hey, hey, Robin, how are you, man? Uh, and you're an artist, established artist, or you're a music musician. You talked to a million of people, um, and you got to, you touched everybody in that room. Um, you you inspire you inspired your community. And I'm like standing there. Uh, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, it says it right here. But the thing is, you could have done these things. But you're too comfortable of being in your shell. You're too comfortable of not talking. You're too comfortable of uh, not putting yourself out there. But welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what it would be. Um, I don't think he would guilt trip you either, though. I think he'd just be like, are you happy with the life you left? Mm -hmm. No, man. And as long as the answer is going to be yes or no, but in the end result you're you're gone right yeah you're gone you're traveling on the other side so it's like i find i find i try to try to make myself chase the biggest goal i have the biggest dream Mm -hmm. impact as many lives as possible 
in a positive way, right? Yeah. So when my time comes, though, make it so that everyone around me uh, will be okay without me being here, right? So that's kind of how I live my life every day. Mm. Make sure I set it up so that everyone will be okay. No one's dependent on me, right? Yeah. And that them get as far as in life as human possibly I can help them while while taking care of myself, you know, <laughs> like, and then the foundation. Because I got to do that for the future me too, right? Yeah. Like um, the you in two years from now is going to be, is relying on you to succeed. So how old are but you, like, man? If I, you don't mind me asking. I'm 22. Oh, shit. Hey, <laughs> like I, my, when I was 22, man, I was, I was, man, and, jail and like doing bad shit in my 20s and i fucked up on my 20s but being in my 30s i started to recognize that you know i gotta do something in my life i can't be doing this all the time of running with the bad crowd of getting into fights and because um, i had when i got into fight when i always used to be in fighting i had my teeth chipped and so like now like i got a good paying job that you know they helped me um, fix my teeth because my teeth were always chipped and it's like how have, have, have a whole bunch of scars on my face my eyebrow and everything that for fighting but yeah am I, like, if I was to say something to the young youth you know it, it doesn't matter how old you are you just have to do something and work at it and work night and day and it, the hours that you put in is going to help you it's going to um, motivate you and you'll see results you see a lot of results if you keep moving like for me i'm 33 and it took me this long to actually put myself out there which i could have been doing it in my 20s and dude it's like inspiring that you're doing it now man like to be 22 man you're doing way more than i would have done in my 20s (laughs) yeah I started a record label by like nine engineers training. Yeah. I managed to establish or get the foundation going for C7 record chapters in like seven different countries. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Something always happens. Like I always say, like something happens or everything always happens for a reason. And if I was to talk to you before, like right now, like when me and, um, like when Russell, I was talking to Russell about, you know, something like I was feeling down one day and he was like, you know, you just got to do it, man. You just got to talk and, you know, you just have to like really inspire yourself. And, and I've been, I've been doing that. I, that's right. Two months ago, I started writing my dream book. I have a dream book and then like everybody that doesn't know, it's a dream book. It's like you have vivid dreams and you put them down and later on you start realizing what they really mean. And I've been doing that for the last two months and everything that I've been writing down is happening. It's starting to happen like in the future. It's like, I just, I'm gonna tell you one. Um, yes. Was it last Friday? I had a dream that I woke up in my old room, my old house. Yeah. And my old house is like, it's, it's demolished. It's not there anymore. We have our, our new house. And, I woke up in my old house, but everything was like, was messed up. Everything was like uh, corroded. Everything was like, there's holes in the wall. Like everything was like, it was abandoned. So I'm like, 
I know I cleaned my room. Why is this like this? <laughs> and so I was calling out to everybody. Hey, uh, mom or dad, are you guys here? And then nobody was in the house. But when I looked outside, it was like gray. And so I just like, I just put slash whatever water that was instilled in the sink in my face. Like, am I dreaming? But it comes to find out I was. And I wake, I woke myself up in my dream. And I wrote it down. And then it's just like, you know what? That was the old me. Now something's starting to happen. That's what that dream meant for me. You know, I'm starting to become more wiser, become more healthier than who I was back then. That was just like a that that corroded house was my past. And so now I'm looking towards the future. So I mean I just like to share that with you, man. But you're doing similar things. Like like you know what I've been doing? What's up? Is I'd have conversations to my future self. Cause like even this moment, this very moment in this conversation, right? Yeah. Our future selves are going to remember this conversation when we reflect on it back later down the road. It could be when we're fifties. It could be when we're any, any year. It could be even next year, or like a few weeks from now after we're able to reflect on this very moment, right? Time, like every single second that we live, it's recorded in time forever. You can never return back time. It's always going to be there. Which means the you that lives right now, right, will never die. Because you're always going to live in this time period, in this timeline, right? Yeah. But the future you could remember all through your thoughts. And so the way I do something sometimes is when I remember that, and there's no one around, I'll turn around and I'll be like, I'll talk to the future me. Did we make it yet? Why didn't we make it if we didn't make it? What are you doing? Get back on your grind, man. What are you stopping? Why am I sacrificing all of my time? And I'll yell at my future self if I'm slacking. Yeah. Or if the answer is yes, we made it, then it's a sign of relief. Ex- oh, exactly man like, <laughs> that's crazy because I, I do the same thing in my truck like I'm, I, I tell everybody I'm a security guard but I drive around and I talk to myself I talk to the, the future me like what you're saying I talk to like I, I have conversations like so uh, who did you talk to today and I just say something like that and then my my mind I'm just like we talked to so-and-so, and I was like, I'm just barely starting out. He's like, I know. Or, I don't know. We just have conversations with each other in my head. Exactly. That's and, crazy. And you know what's really weird, too? Yeah. It's like something to actually visualize the future you and see in the future standing there. And then when you remember it, you're, you're aware of the future you was standing there. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, uh, I'm just blown away right now, guys. Like, yeah. Oh man, that just hit home right there, bro. <laughs> because like we have like uh, the thing, same things in common. Like we, like we talk to ourselves, our future selves, and that I don't know, man. That's that's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. People are gonna probably be like, "Man, this guy's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, try it. If you never try it. Try it. Because in reality, it is true. You're going yeah. to remember every single memory you have anyways. One day. Do you do like meditations too? Like for yourself? I, 
crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every every minute is not a given. Like, like more, like we're all mortals. We we don't one like we're all mortals. We all have a, a time time like a timer on ourselves, right? We're trying to we're trying to race the clock and do as much as we can before our time is out. So instead of meditating for ten minutes, I'll just I'll just sit down and then I'll just continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. Be networking, but oftentimes it's always tapping in with everyone that's in my circle. That's that we're constantly helping each other strive towards a similar goal. With yeah, dude. Like for me, I, I meditate. I meditate for like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Um, either I started doing it like every once a week, but now I, I do it every um, every three days. So it's probably going to be going into every day. But I don't know. It just helps me with my anxiety. It helps me to with my depression. It helps me to just to find my inner self and to talk, have conversations like we were talking about with the future me. The future, yeah. the past person, the past Rob is gone. It's not here anymore. But the future, I look forward for the future because I see myself. I see a healthier in me, a established me, a successful me. And I'm just speaking it, speaking it into existence that it will happen. It just, it just has to, I just have to be patient. And it takes time. Everything takes time. You have to grind for it every day. For sure, man. It's not even a matter of be patient. <laughs> matter of I gotta act on it every day to make sure that it goes forward. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. So talking, like we, we act right. Words, um, actions are more powerful than words. So like when we have something like a goal that we want to see ourselves, right? Yeah. The actions that get us there. Like like look at what you're doing, man. You got a guy all the way from Canada in the middle of Northern Ontario, that's not even connected to Maine, Canada. So a completely isolated reserve in the middle of nowhere where there's pole bears. You got a native artist from here while you're sitting in Arizona. Yeah. All, from North all the way to the West, bro. I'm like, we're having this conversation. That's, that's a step forward every day. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of keeping. It's yeah. Keep it's a matter of keep moving, keep grinding, and keep putting yourself out there. No matter how, no matter if how hard it is, you just have to keep pick yourself up and keep moving. Yeah, but, but dude, like, you know, I always go deep in my conversations with uh, the person I'm talking to, and the, and the reason why I go deep is like getting every aspect that we talk about, like everything, and I just put it into one and how I feel about you and the person. But dude, like, I see like a lot of uh, inspirational a uh, person right here in front of me. And like I just hope to build a better friendship and get to know you and go to Canada and check you out, check out one of your shows, man. Because you're a person like me. You're you're trying to you're trying to uh, speak to the youth, young youth, and tell them that this could happen if you just keep going. You know, you just have to keep grinding, keep pushing yourself, empower yourself, and motivate yourself. And that's what I'm doing on this side that we most needed yeah and you know what I mean? yeah I don't, I don't care if you're Snoop Dogg Dr. Dre anyone we're all human beings yeah like, I think it's too different I think it's too different y'all 
we all experience life. It's just it's different perspectives. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all on the same level too. No matter no matter who you are in the world, no matter if you're the president or what, we're all human. Wow, spirit, we all destined to die one day. Ain't no life value more than the other. We're all we're all just existing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do, I would like to thank you for coming on my show and very sharing yourself, you're sharing your self experience with me and talking with me and sharing your time with me, man. Like you said, time is too short for us and we can go at any time. And I think what you're saying, like everything that you're saying, man, is just like really inspiring, really inspiring for me to keep moving, to keep sharing, keep putting content out there. And it's really a blessing. But also don't forget to tease every, everything you do it. You always got to have humor in every single aspect of life. Oh, yeah. No matter how messed up it gets, you got to laugh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Laughing is messing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jay, do you want to plug anything to the show? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, for those of y'all, who are indigenous artists, right? Um, if you guys want to come on to our podcast, just DM us. We're on Instagram, Indigenous Music Podcast. Um, if you're an indigenous artist from like Canada or the States, right? And you guys have been investing your time, your own money into production, and you're really trying hard to break through, and you feel like you need a break, or you deserve a break and you feel like you're ready to jump on or reach out to us at C7 Records, right? C7Records.com. Our email is contact at C7Records. Show us one of your best songs that you have made. We'll listen to it. We'll, we'll talk amongst each other, right? And if we believe that you're ready, truly ready to, um, to dive into this industry, we'll glad we take you along uh, for engineers around just people who mix and master or want to get into this stuff too let us know we're, we're gonna have open slots soon too again <clears throat> for people that don't know how to mix and master audio and want to be a professional in the industry we're willing to train you we're willing to invest in you if you want to come work for us and become part of this some records family same thing with producers you want to be in in this international club that we're doing we're making an album that has seven different countries involved with artists around the world. If you want in, let us know. We'll plug you in, get you working on some songs on the albums. It's a 30-song um, EP that's or LP that's going to be dropping with, between everyone, between those seven countries. And alongside of 27 singles, that's going to be released before those albums. So if you're a producer too, have dope beats, let us know. um yeah this year is the year of opportunity and we have a lot of open slots so for those who really want to get signed to six seven records um we'll help you out we'll discuss and um oh yeah by the way you come to us too you'll own all your masters and all your all your rights and royalties and copyright we don't steal nothing from you we're we're changing the way that the music industry works just let us know. Come by. We'll make sure that it works on and out so that you don't even need to spend a dime to make your own music. 
and make sure that's all, all covered for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have a uh, Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, Instagram is um, J Otis sixteen, right? Um, and then on Facebook it's just J dot OTIS. Uh, there's a Facebook page there. Um, and yeah, we have our website, c7records.com. And our Instagram is c7records label and um, indigenous underscore music underscore podcast. Yeah. So our tags. What's up, man? Everybody go follow him. Hook up and give the hookups. And man, I hope to see more from him, man. Jay Otis, the man. But everybody out there, follow me. It's a classic Wolf podcast on Instagram, Facebook. If you want to follow my social, it's uh, Robin Jackson on Facebook and on Instagram. It'll be it's uh, Nightwing Rob N I G H T W I N G R O B B. Go follow me and don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it, guys. Everybody, support your friends and much love, everybody. Oh.